Welcome to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast number 42. The date is November 3rd, 2021. And this is the day after the gubernatorial election that was held here in the Commonwealth of Virginia and also the, uh, the election for governor in the state of New Jersey. The, uh, the New Jersey election is too close to call, but in Virginia, the Republican won. And I'm going to be talking about that and probably talking about that in a little bit different way than you, than you probably heard it on the, uh, the news if you're watching any kind of the news stations and such. Uh, because I'm going to be talking from the perspective of somebody who was on the ground the previous month. And yes, that's why you haven't seen me on here or heard me on here, is because I've actually been out working these campaigns, going door-to-door with canvassing, uh, knocking on these doors, and talking to people about this uh, election that just happened yesterday. So I might have a little few different uh, insights. Uh, well, I know I will, because I'm going to be talking about fraud as one of the, uh, it's one of the things that I uh, came across while I was while I was doing this, and we're going to discuss that and see why was there this huge swing, uh, ten well actually a twelve point swing in uh, Virginia, and so far a sixteen point swing in uh, in New Jersey. So those are some of the things we'll be talking about. Also, I want to encourage you to uh, to go to my website revolutionaryinsights.com. Uh, you'll see different th- things I've done there, including podcast. Obviously, if it's number 42, there's 41 other ones out there. Also, you'll find my three books, the historical novel, a novel on where the political parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments. Excuse me, that wasn't a novel. That's actually uh, a book. It's a small book done purposely so that people uh, wouldn't have a excuse not to read it. I don't want them to look at it and say, oh, it's too much to read. That's why I made it a thin book. And then also have a, a, a commentary on Second Samuel. So go to revolutionaryinsights.com, sign up, you know, uh, uh, send this off to your, uh, to your friends, this podcast, uh, let them know about, uh, about the site as, as well. Uh, so let me go ahead and get into, uh, into this. Uh, let's see, like I said, for the last month I've been out working. I have worked in uh, cities here in Virginia, such as uh, Lynchburg, Richmond, uh, Chesterfield. I worked in uh, Henrico County and Loudoun County and uh, in Manassas. Uh, and like I said, I was doing canvassing work, looking for fraud and found it. I'll be discussing some of that. Also, I was just going door to door and talking to people about uh, this election that just happened yesterday where the Republican upset the, uh, the Democrat. So the, um, and like I said, Yunkin won by 2%. Uh, since Biden won by 10% one year ago, then that's a 12-point swing in one year. The same thing happened in New, in New Jersey, a 16-point swing in one year. Still don't know who won the governorship yet but because it's, it's too close to call. But, uh, you know, wh- that's an awful big swing in an election. And uh, so we're going to, going to do a little bit of analysis of that. And like I said, I've, I've been listening to the pundits on the TV and such, seeing what they said, and I agree with most of it, but they seem to be missing some things. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. So the, uh, my analysis, after a month of canvassing and working different parts of the Commonwealth, what I discovered, one of the things is that the, uh, it's about the awakened. Now I say the awakened as opposed to the woke. I think the woke woke up people, not for the left cause, but they awakened people not so much to be conservatives, 
but that's really what's happening. You see, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are apolitical, that do not actually follow politics. They really have no interest in politics. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not one of those people. You're probably somebody that is really interested in politics, interested in what's going on. But uh, there's a lot of people, like I said, that aren't interested in it, that do not follow it. And so um, those people, some of those people were awakened. And when they were awakened, all of a sudden now they see, wait a minute, you know, there's people that, are, that I've always heard say, well, there's no difference between the political parties. And uh, they are seeing a difference now. And this last year, they've seen a big difference in these, in these parties. So uh, again, you don't have to be uh, a political person to feel what's going on. And I, I use the word feel uh, intentionally. Um, the reason why people, a lot of people are conservative, especially is because we think and we think for ourselves and, uh, not saying the people that were not political weren't thinking, but they weren't thinking uh, along the same lines we were, they were living their lives. They were working, they were raising their family. They were pursuing their hobbies. They were trying their best to enjoy life. And if you get into politics, it's hard to sometimes enjoy when you see things going on out there that are causing you to be disturbed. And some people just don't want to be disturbed about things. So they choose not to actually follow them. But they can't help but feel things. And that's one thing I think that was going on out there. The, um, the Democrat media, and when I say Democrat media, I define that as CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, uh, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Los Angeles Times. I define that as the, uh, the quote, walk, the woke culture of Hollywood, you know, the people are cancel culture. I define that as uh, especially your higher education as they're trying to teach young people not how to think, but they'd rather teach them what to think. Uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the Democrat uh, media, especially your cable news uh, stations, like, or like I said, ABC, CBS, NBC. That's your Democrat media because they favor the Democrats. There's no lie about it now. I mean, no, no doubt about it now. Um, you know, Trump really brought that to the forefront with his talking about fake news and exposed them for who they really were. Most people do not trust the news media. They do not trust the news media. And I'm going to get to that uh, a little bit later also. But I want you to see the juxtaposition because what happened is people went from being fed every day to hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, and not like his tweets and think he was a mean, bad person. Now, that's what the, uh, the Democrat media did. They tried to get you to hate the man. And it worked for a lot of people. They weren't talking necessarily about his policies and agenda, and if they did, they, um, they mis misrepresented what was going on. But people, even though at that time, they, they might have hated Trump, some of them did, or they might have thought bad things about Trump. A lot of people thought good things about Trump. Don't forget, he was elected. You know, He was elected by a majority of the, of the American people. And a lot of people believe he won re-election in 2020. But what happened between 2020 and 2021? Like I said, people began to, to feel. Because once they saw this socialist agenda, this woke agenda that uh, Biden has been pushing down our throats, they were able to see a difference, a difference in one year, because it didn't take long for Biden to, to, to really start to get this country into some kind of turmoil. Because what they saw was they saw that under the previous president, who they might not have liked, but they saw prosperity. They felt prosperity. They felt peace. 
there wasn't this all uh, this anarchy. It wasn't this rise in crime and such. Uh, even such as uh, North Korea, you know, Trump stood up to them, and you know, it caused them to step back and be concerned. You know, can we push America too far? Well, with Trump, they thought there's a possibility to push America too far. Yet peace was maintained. You know, I know the left and the Democrat media was saying that Trump's going to get us to a war, but the exact opposite had happened. We had peace. We had peace, a lot of it, a lot more in our streets because Trump was a uh, about law and order. And so they saw people saw and felt prosperity. They felt peace. They felt freedom. Now, what are the people feeling now under this uh, Biden administration or regime, whatever you want to call it, they feel inflation. You know, you go to the gas pump, it hits your wallet. They go to the grocery store, it hits your wallet there at the grocery store as well. Uh, prices have been going up, and there's different reasons for that. You know, uh, gas prices, first thing that, that uh, Biden did was shut down the, uh, the pipeline, and we had been energy independent. Now we are dependent again on OPEC and such, and now prices go up. Uh, also, the supply the supply chain, you know, it's okay, all these ships come in from uh, China and from different places around the world, especially in the, in the Pacific. When they come in, a lot of them go to the ports right there in California. Now there's a big backup in California. Why is that? Well, that's because the Democrats in California passed a law saying that independent truck drivers could no longer service those ports. And only union truck drivers could do that. And so what happened was... It caused a backlog because now you can't get the products out of the ports and to the American people. And as a result of that, supply and demand. Once the uh, the uh, supply uh, is goes down, then demand goes up because it's harder to get those things. And that also causes prices to go up. So this was a direct result of the Democrat Party policies. So you have now you have uh, crime as well. So. You, your prosperity has gone by the wayside. Now crime is starting to go up because what does the, do the Democrats want to do? They wanted to defund police. Well, in yesterday's election, that's one of the things we saw. People were rejecting that. They, they rejected that in Minneapolis where this was supposed to be centered, where they were wanting to defund the police. And by the way, when they want to defund the police, they want to, what they're really saying is, we want to replace a police force that believes in justice. Now, not every cop is, uh, just like not every person is going to be good. There are going to be corrupt people out there, but the majority are going to be good cops. And they're going to go after, uh, they want justice as well. They want peace. And so when they, the, the left wants to replace the police officers, they want to replace the police officers with people that believe like they do, that are going to actually make our lives worse. And that was rejected in Minneapolis and other places. I believe Seattle, the same thing is going on there as, uh, as we speak. So people saw that there wasn't prosperity, that there was a rise in crime, and also they were feeling oppressed. Now, how are they feeling oppressed? Now, I know the Democrats like to say that oppression is based on race because they're trying to divide the American people. If it's not by, by income, it's going to be by race or so whatever way they can divide us. Well, one way that they can divide us is between who will wear a mask and who won't wear a mask or who will be vaccinated and who won't be vaccinated. And so they started forcing people to do things that were not only against their will, but might be contrary to their health. And people t uh, take health very seriously. 
And that's why the Democrats thought, well, what we can do then if we start forcing people uh, under, the, under the name of being healthy to get these vaccinations, then we can control the people that much more. We will see who will be willing to, to uh, cave and who won't. We'll, then we'll know who our friends are and we'll know who our potential enemies are. Uh, and not that they don't already know who we are, but there's people out there that were not Trump supporters that were opposed to the vaccination. A lot of people. And so this is a way to, for them to help to identify who was going to be on board with them. And just like they do in every other country where communists take over, they divide people up and then those they don't agree with will eventually somehow be eliminated. And so that's the same thing that I believe was going on with this mask mandate, with this vaccination mandate. And so people were feeling oppressed by that. People that had been called heroes were being fired because they were refusing to get a vaccination that would be bad for them. Uh, you know, uh, the Democrats love choice when it comes to a woman's choice to kill another human being that happens to be growing in her body because uh, she's had relations with somebody. Uh, and uh, obviously, most of the time of that is willing, uh, willingly so. And if it's uh, otherwise, then, you know, punish the person that is guilty of the crime, not the, the victim, don't make the victim of the, of the baby. Yet they, they are for choice for then, but they're not for choice when it comes down to, to a woman deciding what to put in her body, such as a vaccine that is really not even a vaccine. That's a misterm, but uh, the CDC redefined the word vaccine so that it would sound better for this COVID thing. Uh, and you know, check that into sometimes. See if those COVID vaccines are really vaccines. You know, you want to uh, learn something there on yourself. So people started feeling the oppression because of that. Whether it be in the schools, we're taking making kids wear masks in schools. Uh, where can people wear masks if they go on public transportation? You know, masks which are study after study is showing are they're bad for you. They they're not effective. Yet it's done for political reasons. And there's some people that just do not think that's a good enough reason to either wear a mask or get a vaccine because they want to appease a leftist or to appease a Democrat. So that's what's going on. People on the right sometimes will also go out there because they have been told by the left and by the Democrats to fear. Fear not getting the vaccine. Fear what we're going to do to you if you don't. We'll make you lose your job. We will make you lose your family. We'll make you, even some of you, lose your lives. And they don't care because how many people have died through the vaccine? I think over 12,000 now have died through, of cause of the vaccine. So, again, that's part of what's going on. And people did not like the feeling of oppression. They did not like that they were that the crime rate was going on, that they, were, they, they didn't feel as much peace anymore. And they also didn't like the fact that it was hurting their pocketbooks. And that's what was the things that were going on because people could feel those things. They didn't have to be told by the media what was going on because they could feel those things in their own personal life. Now, what about fraud? Was there fraud in the 2021 election? Well, a lot of people believe there was fraud in the 2020 election, and then there's the, the Republicans, a lot of Republicans believe that. Actually, a lot of Democrats believe that. That's one thing I found while I was out there doing this canvassing and knocking on doors. A lot of people who were Democrats thought that, there, yeah, there was some kind of fraud going on in the 2020 election. But what about the 2021 election? We actually went out trying to find, to find fraud before Election Day on November the 2nd. And guess what? And I was there, and I saw it myself. We found it. There is potential fraud. I say potential fraud because we had more investigation has to be done. But I'll give you an example of some of the things that we came across. We'd knock on a door and we'd have somebody come to the door and uh, we would have the name of the person at that address who had requested an absentee ballot. 
And so we asked if that person lives there. And we were told on several different occasions, well, that person hasn't lived here for four years. Another one, somebody said that that person hadn't lived there for 20 years. Other people, well, that person moved away last year. Or other ones, I never even heard of that person. I've lived here 10 years myself. We heard a lot of that kind of stuff. We also had one particularly interesting one where we knocked on the door. Uh, this young lady answered the door, and uh, we asked her if, if, she, if this person lived there. Well, it was her. And so it's like, yeah, she lived there, so that checked out. So we thought, well, that's the end of it. But the, uh, the, the, the guy I was with who was actually doing the interview, and he said, uh, so you requested uh, an absentee ballot. Have you turned it in yet? And the woman said, I didn't request an absentee ballot. And so, uh, so they said, well, did you, did you get one? And she said, we just got back yesterday from the Czech Republic where she works, and she'd been away for months and months. And so she said, uh, we didn't request an absentee ballot. I don't know who did. And she doesn't know what, the, what happened to one if it was delivered because she wasn't there to get it. So we don't know who got that ballot. We don't know who ordered that ballot. And we don't know who may, might have voted in that lady's place. But somebody knew that she was out of the country and knew that she was out of the country for months. Maybe they didn't think she was going to come back in time for the election. But... There is some serious potential fraud in cases like that. And in cases like I told you, where that person hadn't lived there for four or 10 years and the people there never got a ballot in the mail. Where did that ballot go to? How did they get the ballot? Did they get a ballot? You know, what's going on here? A lot of questions are, need to be asked. But this, uh, and there's a news release that was put out by this organization that did that. Uh, it was through Virginians for America First and the, the, we're doing it with the Virginians uh, for uh, America uh, for voter transparency. But anyway, those are some of the things that, that we found. In other words, there was, was still fraud going on here, potential fraud going on here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Was the same thing happening in New Jersey? Well, we saw by the 2020 election, a lot of fraud was going on all over the country. And uh, yeah, by the way, speaking of which, don't forget, it's the Republicans looking for fraud. It's the Democrats trying to stop people from looking for fraud. So who do you think is doing the fraud? If the Yunkin campaign was out there trying to cheat, do you think they, that people uh, that were supporting Yunkin would be out there trying to find cheaters? No, you know, <laughs> we would be not wanting that to happen if we were the ones doing it. Now, if you were cheating, uh, would you want people out there looking for it? Would you be doing things like uh, trying to sue people that are looking for fraud, telling them that there's no fraud here and just shut up and move along? That's pretty much what the Democrat Party has been doing even here in Virginia. So, yeah, there is a reason to believe that there was fraud in Virginia. Now, was there how much fraud was there? Was there as much as what happened in 2020? Now, did fraud happen in 2020? I believe so. There's been plenty of evidence for it. And again, the Democrats and the Democrat media will deny it. Uh, there might be even some people on the, on the rhinos, you know, Republicans in name only, that try to deny it. But there's a plenty of evidence to support it. And so, yeah, I believe there was fraud. Now, was there as much fraud in 2021 as there was in 2020? Nope, because people did not hate at the same level they hated Trump. That's one thing. Plus, they didn't think they were going to need to do it. They had big leads. Um, the, the, in New Jersey, the governor there had a 20-point lead at one point. Uh, in Virginia, the, here, uh, McAuliffe had a 10-point uh, lead. Uh, and so people probably didn't think, oh, we're not going to need to do it. But 
<laughs> they're probably regretting it now that maybe they should have pulled out all the stops like they did in 2020. So um, that's just some of the examples that happened uh, in the fraud uh, department in 2021. But if you compare them, again, it doesn't mean because that the Republican won in Virginia that there was no fraud in 2020 because there was fraud in 2021 as well. You know, it's just they did not pull out all stops like they did in 2020 uh, because they didn't think they had to for one reason. So what do Virginia and New Jersey tell us about 2022 and 2024? If you've seen Fox News, they love playing that clip of Kamala Harris saying that this is, is a bellwether, that this is an indicator of what's going to happen in 2022 and, 10, and in 2024. Of course, now the Democrats, they, they know they're in danger, but they're trying to back off a little bit. But that's what she said just right before the election. So here's some things that, that I see. Now, one thing, the media, the Democrats, uh, and even a lot of the rhinos are trying to say that the reason why Yunkin won was because he distanced himself from Donald Trump which I do not believe is true at all. First off, <laughs> don't forget, McAuliffe was going over and over and over again, running ads, and me living here in Virginia, saw these ads over and over, trying to link up uh, Yunkin with Trump. Did that turn away Trump people? Obviously not. You know, the Trump people still voted for Yunkin. Did that turn away the, uh, uh, the moderates uh, or some of the independents? Uh, I well, apparently not. Apparently not at all. Because maybe a couple of things is maybe they didn't hate Trump as much as the leftists hated Trump. You know, now don't forget, Trump did win election. And it wasn't just from the people that loved Donald Trump from the very beginning. I mean, he was my last choice in the primaries, but I'm so glad he was president because he fulfilled his promises and he did what he said he was going to do. Maybe he didn't like the way he talked, but his, uh, he delivered for the American people. And people saw that because he delivered prosperity. He delivered peace. You know, he delivered those things that we, that we cherish in America and he delivered freedom as opposed to what Biden has delivered, which is inflation, which is uh, increase in crime, which is uh, the uh, oppression. You know, that's really what's been going on. And people can tell and feel that, uh, feel that difference. So Trump was not bad for Republicans. And I don't think it'd be bad for somebody to say, yeah, Trump endorsed them because those people still are winning elections when Trump endorses them. Trump didn't have to come to Virginia because McAuliffe did all the work for him, if you will. So the, again, like I said, Democrat media, media might hate him, but they haven't been bashing Trump like they were when he was president. So there's been a year of let up on Trump because now people are starting to feel what's going on with Biden. And even though they are not showing what Biden is really doing, talking about the Democrat media, people can't escape but feel what's affecting them on a daily basis. So the results of Biden, uh, of Biden being Biden was greater than the hatred of Trump. So just think about that. The defect of Biden hit closer to home than what a, uh, a former president, they might have thought, believed about a former president. It's like, okay, maybe I didn't like the guy the way, the guy, the way, he, tweeted, the way he tweeted a year ago, but also I don't like the gas prices. I don't like the food prices. I don't like my kids being in danger in schools. And yes, take kids in danger schools. Again, here in Virginia, the Democrats' uh, school board in Loudoun County was covering up a sexual assault and a rape. And then the, for the father of the victim came in to complain, they had him arrested. And then the Democrat prosecutor was going to, even though it was two misdemeanors he was being charged with, she was going to throw the book at him. 
you know, and so finally it, it, it did come out because enough people said, hey, what's going on here? And when it came out, we found out, unfortunately, this poor girl was raped. The father was right, and the school board did cover it up. And so what, was the, what did the Democrats say? Oh, this is all fake stuff. It's not real stuff like that. You know, they just tried to, to, to deny it. And, uh, you know, it really angered a lot of people because a lot of these people that have children in schools, they're like, hey, this isn't right, and this needs to, needs to change. And then when McAuliffe came out and said that he was going to, uh, that parents didn't have a say in, in their children's education, well, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, very stupid. I mean, that's what Democrats believe. I mean, they truly believe that. They believed that for years. Goals 2000 under Bill Clinton. That's what that was all about. So, yeah, people started feeling the effects of Biden and the Democrats. So, also, don't forget, people do not trust the Democrat media. And so there's been a shift in how we form our opinions. And part of that shift is that you have more power and influence and it's greater now than it's ever been before. And social media is part of the reason for that. But so when you share your opinions, when you share your facts, when you tell people how you, what you believe and why you believe what you believe, please do it with kindness. You know, it doesn't do any good to scream in somebody's face because that's what the Democrats do. They are the people that operate on emotion. Be clear thinking, just speak kindly, be loving, and tell people what you believe. Don't be afraid to speak up. The Democrat media likes to create this impression. The impression that they try to create is that if you don't think just like they do, that you are alone, in your opinions, by the way, that you are then risking being canceled, being ridiculed, or being shunned by society. Now, you might be shunned by leftist Democrats, which to me is fine. You know, It's kind of like people say they want unity. Well, how can you have unity? How can you have light? you know, in unity with darkness. You can't. How can you have good in unity with evil? You can't. And so the Democrat Party has rejected completely the Ten Commandments in Christianity, and they've gone the exact opposite. What's the opposite of God? Satan. You know, that's, the, and I, yeah, is that evil? Yeah, Democrat Party has become evil, and what, and if you don't believe it, don't know, go to revolutionaryinsights.com, order my book, Where's the Party? And it's going to show you where the parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments. You know, I'm not just talking out of some uh, idea, the misconceived thing. I've actually researched it. Look at the look at uh, at the political party platforms. See what they see. See what they what they say. See what they believe and such. So you're not going. Don't let them silence you by saying that you're going to be uh, shunned by society. You might be shunned by the impolite society, but polite society will not, will not shun you. So speak up and stand. And when you do, it's going to give other people the courage to also speak up and stand. You are the best influence a lot of people are going to get because they don't trust the media anymore. Now, and when you do this, and this is the, four, the, the, the last point, is when we do this, now, I'm speaking from a Christian perspective. Not every conservative is a Christian, but they do believe in a higher power. But what we need to do as Christians, we need to pray. Pray, and not only pray, but pray to God that he will heal this nation. But to do that, God says you have to humble yourself, and you have to seek him, and then he will heal the nation. Well, do that. Pray, humble yourself, seek him, but do something else. And that is get behind your prayers and do something. You know, talk to people. Or do what this past election did, go out and knock on doors. You know, it was effective. And let me leave with, uh, with this. 
to show you how important this was. It wasn't just in Virginia, but when I was doing my uh, canvassing, or actually when I was doing just door-to-door -door knocking in, uh, in Loudoun County and in Manassas, I would go out with other people. Uh, one lady I went out with in Loudoun County uh, found out that she, she, hadn't, um, she hadn't been awakened until last year. And then she started seeing what her kids, what they were starting, what they were learning in school, and she started saying, this isn't right. And so that's what awakened her a year ago. I was with people in Manassas that had flown in from the great state of Texas. And why did they come all the way from Texas to Virginia? Because what happened here, would it affect what goes on in Texas? Because they love their nation. They love their country. And what happens here could affect them in Texas, yes. But... They were doing God's will. What they were did is they said they prayed about it. And there's an organization called Strike Force. And Strike Force was enabled them to, uh, and a lot of them paid their own way and such from what I understand, and they bought plane tickets and they flew to Virginia. And on Friday, uh, excuse me, on Thursday and Friday of uh, this past week, right before the election, we were out knocking on doors in Manassas. And as we did so, sometimes I would tell people, now this lady is from Texas, to say, if it's important enough for her to fly in from Texas, isn't it important enough for you to go out and vote here in Virginia? Because people from Texas are coming to Virginia to help Virginia, to help this country. It's the least you could do. I thought that that was somewhat effective. I think people like that. They love the idea that people cared so much for this country. They would come from a different state, especially one as far away as Texas is from Virginia. And they would participate in trying to get a Republican elected here. Because Republicans in Virginia and Republicans in Texas have to stand together. We all have to stand together. And the reason why is because we need to bring righteousness back to this country. It's not going to come to the Democrat Party who rejects Christianity. And I believe that's where, Christ where righteousness comes from, is through the righteousness as, as it is in the Bible. So pray and then put some effort to it. Be like these ladies that came from Texas. Go out there and make a difference. And so do that in a kind, loving way like those ladies from Texas did. I respect and honor them very much for what they did. And let us do it next time. If we can go from a different, different state, maybe uh, is going to have an election and we're safe and secure here in Virginia because we thankfully elected a, uh, a Republican and who should bring us back to more safety and security like we, like we had the previous four years, um, then uh, you know, let's do what we can to help each other. So pray for each other and put boots to the ground.